This is episode 54 of Ships on Why Bosses Stink. Welcome to Ships. My name is Pat McAndrew, and I am a professional actor, speaker, and coach. In every episode, we discuss a message related to the most important vessels in our lives. Thanks for being here today. Now let's set sail. think any of us like to be bossed around. You've never heard of anyone enjoying being bossed around. We like to have our freedom and independence when making decisions, and we don't need someone attacking us at all waking hours. The word bossy conjures up a wide array of negative emotions that we prefer not to think about. Therefore, the word boss isn't really that much better. So why do there seem to be so many awful bosses around us? Now, of course, this is a generalization. I have been lucky to have a good handful of perfectly wonderful bosses, and many of my peers have had the same. But with that said, there are so many people out there who have had bosses that are simply poor leaders. So how do we get people like this into positions of power? I recall the fantastic writing of the writers from The Office. For those of you who know me, you know how much I love The Office. It's probably my favorite show. Michael Scott, which is possibly one of the best characters in TV ever written, is a terrible boss. Though we grow sentimental for him throughout the duration of the show, it is clear throughout most of the series that he should not be the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin. So how in the world did this guy become manager? Cue the amazing writers. There are quite a few episodes where Michael gets back in the saddle in sales, which is his former position at the Dole Paper Company before becoming a manager. And he is amazing in his sales role. His sales technique is excellent, and he often wins over the potential client he is selling. And here's a big reason why so many people get promoted to managerial positions. Bosses may have been excellent at their entry-level position, but when push comes to shove, they are awful leaders. The jobs are two completely different things. The higher-ups may think, oh, this lady can really make sales. Let's promote her to manager so she can teach her techniques to our sales team, and then we will make even more of a profit. This makes sense to a degree, and I'm not saying that an entry-level position cannot excel in a managerial position. I think that many people often do excel when they get those promotions. It happens all the time, but there is much more to consider than the results one is creating in their current position. There was an article written in Psychology Today by a writer named Ronald Reggio, which discusses why bosses can be horrible. He mentions how narcissism can be sometimes seen as a positive trait in the interview process. And while a little bit of this might possibly maybe 
be okay. Not 100% convinced on that. If we do get too much of it, we do end up with someone who doesn't care about his or her employees at all. And if the leader doesn't care, how can we expect the employees to care? Another reason for the cause of bad bosses is they get intoxicated by the power. They grow power hungry and this obscures their vision greatly. They begin to assert themselves and put down their subordinates so as to lift up their ego. He or she completely loses the meaning of what it means to lead and also loses a good deal of self-awareness on the effect they are having on people. I am a huge Simon Sinek fan, and he has a great quote as he discusses with a wide variety of organizations and companies on the importance of leadership. He states, there are only two ways to influence human behavior. You can manipulate it or inspire it. Too many people attempt the former when they should be attempting the latter. We don't get the best out of people when we try to scare them or intimidate them. This does not work. We get the best out of people when we inspire them to want to come in and work for us and the team. And in order to lead, we need to realize that we are only a small cog in the machine. We may think we're head honcho and we may be in this managerial role, but we are really only playing a small part in a greater purpose or mission. Many leaders begin to see themselves as more important and more essential than their employees. But at the end of the day, everyone is equal and more bosses need to recognize this. It's crucial to keep in mind the importance of open communication and personal connection and relationships in the workplace. Now, of course, we want to be professional. We don't want to act in a way that will get you fired or make someone else feel uncomfortable. But we must be open and vulnerable. And dare I say, we must be loving with each other. This creates a community in the workplace. If everyone is stuck at their computers and smartphones, lost in emails and seemingly urgent tasks, we give ourselves no time to get to know each other. This is the responsibility of the boss, of a leader, to really inspire this sort of community. But then it's also the responsibility of the employees to take that on and practice it. This boss, that he or she sets the precedent for the whole workplace. And the higher up one is, the greater the responsibility is to make your workplace as supportive and welcoming as possible. Now, some may argue that this is a little kumbaya, but if you're a leader, I highly recommend giving it a try. Relationships and open communication take time to develop, and we must take this time to invest in our business relationships. Leaders, managers, CEOs, and presidents must begin this domino effect, but we can also start it in our own little way if we are quote-unquote, down at the bottom. The important thing to keep in mind is that if someone doesn't start changing the work culture, we will always have terrible bosses and people who hate going to work every day. And this is crucially important to fix. It's crucially important to really recognize that 
Everyone who is working in this greater machine of a company is a human being. Everyone is working towards a greater purpose. Every job is important in its own right. And the more that we start to recognize that we are working with fellow humans that all have their own lives, that all have their own stories, the better we can engage with one another, the better we can connect with one another. And at the end of the day, the better we connect with one another, the better our relationships are with our subordinates, with our coworkers, with our managers, the better cohesion there's going to be within the team and the greater results the company or organization is going to get. So please keep this in mind. This is why bosses stink and what we can do to change that. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend. Perhaps share it with your boss if you're feeling bold enough. Really take the time to talk about these sort of things, talk about the importance of human connection and relationships with your coworkers and how you can infuse that into the molding of your company or organization so as to improve team morale and therefore improve results and improve profits. You also have the opportunity to support this podcast. Supporting this podcast will allow me to continue producing episodes as well as having on amazing and inspiring guests. So if you're able to support this podcast, feel free to scroll down in the show notes and click the link provided. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ships. I really appreciate you listening and providing your feedback into how we can make this podcast more relevant to you, your work, and your lifestyle. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ships, and I'll catch you all in the next one.